Good morning, church family. Uh, I'm so excited to be here with you today and to seeing what the Lord has for us uh, in store in this message. You know, over this series, we have been learning about and exploring these different ways we can encounter God through these spiritual disciplines and practices, and they can lead to meaningful encounters with God. And today I'm excited to be sort of adding to this list and exploring together how we can experience God through the arts. Now, I think uh, we can be uh, a little daunted by the subject of art, some of us maybe. Maybe we think we're not that creative, or we don't have an eye for it, or maybe we don't think much about it or think about how it influences us. But the reality is that we are all impacted universally by art. We interact with it. It is all around us daily. We encounter it. Art is music on our phones. It's the books we read before bed. It's the paintings that we have on our walls, the photos on our phones. It's the literature we read, the films we watch. It's the plates we eat off, even the homes that we live in. See, we are surrounded by forms of art like sculpture, dancing, and painting, architecture, music, all these beautiful things, and the list can go on. I think if we all sat and thought about it for a little while, we could maybe uh, recall a time when we were brought into this deep, emotional, spiritual, maybe intimate encounter uh, through art. For myself, uh, one of the very first memories and uh, many encounters that I had with God through the arts was when I watched The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe from the Narnia series. As a kid, I was utterly engulfed by the fantastical world that the film portrayed. The images, the characters, the storytelling, even the whimsical music uh, that captured the attention of my young and imaginative mind. I watched as this lion character named Aslan sacrificed himself for this very selfish, whiny kid named Edmund. And I watched as the lion was mocked and marred and then murdered, and my heart was moved to ask why the lion would choose to, to do this for Edmund. After all, the human, this Edmund kid, was the one that selfishly indulged in the, the witch's wicked uh, things and schemes, and it was him that uh, brought this danger upon them and caused all these horrific things to happen, so why? I was impacted by the images I was watching, but I was moved and curious for their meaning. And as I grew, the image stuck with me, and as I read the Bible more and more, and as I grew in my faith closer to Jesus, I would recall these images and gain a new understanding of the truths they were representing. As I watched the series again, as I got older, with the new realization that I was Edmund, this selfish, this whiny character that gives into sin and temptation, and that Jesus was this lion character, the one who took my place, the one whose indescribable, incredible grace stepped in, freely given to me, despite my own brokenness and sin. Suddenly, my heart was moved to deep gratitude to humility, to crying out to the Lord with a raw heart because I gained a deeper understanding of his grace and the work that he has done for me through Jesus. See, art can be a helpful companion to some of the practices we've been learning about, things like prayer and like reading in the scripture. And it may lead us to understand God's truth or to encounter him in powerful, emotional, experiential, deep ways. 
Now, at this point, we may be asking, you know, where in the Bible does art appear? And, well, interestingly enough, we can start right at the beginning. Uh, in fact, the first thing that we learn about God is that he is creative. In Genesis 1.1, it reads, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. See, God spoke, and out of his mouth, it burst this beautiful, colorful, and loud world. Aromatic flowers, luminescent creatures that breathe underwater, uh, these stars that explode light, um, rhythms of the wind, and these animals that sing as they rub their legs together, even crystals and minerals that are formed deep in the ground or even inside dark, hard rocks. God's workmanship, his creation, is displayed beautifully before us, and there's still more to be discovered. And this world he created is not just useful, but beautiful and good. See, in the first part of Genesis 2.9, it reads, The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. God could have stopped at creating something useful, but instead his creations are artistically designed and pleasing to look at. Even the Bible itself is a form of art. God chose the Bible to include truths that can be revealed to us and discovered through narrative stories, through poetry and songs like in the psalm. And even Jesus, who spoke clearly and directly uh, of these truths, also chose to communicate in parables that caused the listener to think and to ponder beyond just the surface facts. These are artistic ways of unveiling truth to us. And when he created Adam, we see that our God, the ultimate artist, gets into the dirt, into the dust, and he forms. Art like poetry, film, song, photography, architecture, painting, sculpture, and more can help us discover the nature of God and experience his presence in fresh ways as he reveals himself through the beauty of his creation. Psalm uh, 12, 1 to 2, talks about how his creation speaks to us. And it says, The heaven declares the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day by day, they pour forth speech. Night by night, they reveal knowledge. See, if the masterpiece that God created reveals himself to us in this way, then art has a reason for capturing it. And since Colossians 1.16 says that all things have been created through Jesus and for Jesus, then art has a purpose, and that's to point to Jesus. Even in the plans for the tabernacle, we can see that God uses creativity and beauty as a way of pointing us to his truth. He even chose a man by the name of Bezalel uh, to take on this artistic task. And in Exodus 31, 3 through 5, we, God says to Moses, And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills, to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver, bronze, to cut stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of crafts. One of the gifts God gives us is the ability to craft. The arts can be a welcomed companion on our journey to discovering who he is and what he's done and how he wants to transform us. The arts can also help us slow down. They can help us be attentive and go deeper into exploring the Lord's wondrous and mysterious creation and what it says about him. See, we can encounter God through the arts when they awaken us to the reality of who he is. 
As I was reading and studying for this message today, I felt it necessary to sort of flip through a book I have that has a numerous amount of masterpieces, works of art from around the world and throughout history. And as I was flipping through the pages in my hurry, uh, trying to find something inspiring and beautiful to share with you, I was getting really frustrated uh, by the familiarity and the seemingly uh, unimpactfulness of some of the things I was looking at. I was flipping frantically through the pages and almost actually got rid of the book entirely. In my hurry and my wandering mind, I nearly missed the beauty and truth that was revealed through this painting by the Spanish artist named Francisco Zuraben. The painting is called Agnes Day, and sometimes it's also called the Lamb of God. First time I saw this painting, I didn't think much of it because I was still in this distracted, hurried mindset. Uh, but it still intrigued me to look again. And as I looked again, my eyes were drawn into the texture of the, the wool coat of the lamb, and I could feel it in my hands. And as I scanned it more, my eyes landed on the eyes of the lamb, and I could uh, sense this peace. It looked quiet, waiting, uh, almost as if the lamb was willingly bound. I could sense uh, peace and stillness in this painting. And then as I looked it over again and spent more time with it, I started to see the lamb breathing, soft, still, quiet, and small breaths. And as I sat with this painting and looked at it more and more, my soul was stirred and awakened, and I suddenly was attentive to what God was uh, trying to reveal to me about his love in this painting. Jesus Christ, our Savior, the Lamb of God, who was a willing sacrifice so that we could be in relationship with God. The truth sunk in even more as I opened the scripture that was mentioned in the book to accompany this painting. The passage was from Isaiah 53:7, which says, He was oppressed and afflicted. He did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as sheep before its shears is silent, so he did not open his mouth. I sat amazed. I could have stared at this painting for hours, prayerfully meditating on the powerful message that God uh, was trying to reveal to me about Christ's love and his grace through this picture and the metaphors that the scripture was explaining. The painting awakened my mind and my heart and my senses to the reality of who God is, a loving, a gracious father intent on redeeming his creation. Accompanied by the verse, uh, my mind was understood, uh, my under, mind understood the truth that Jesus was this willing and loving savior of mine, and it caused me to express gratitude and to worship him. It changed my outlook from this hurried frustration at the beginning when I was looking at the book to this attentive stillness and peace. To think I would have missed this encounter if I just brushed past it. Sometimes I'm saddened or worried about the thought of how many wonders of God that I miss because of my hurried life. I don't know if this is you, but this is me for sure. Sometimes I fill my life with busyness, my mind with noise uh, that's useless, and uh, so much so that sometimes I don't leave room for God or time to encounter or even see his wonders. Sometimes I need to engage with beautiful art, whether it be music or painting or sculpture or another form to help me slow down and be attentive to these wonders, become aware of God. 
See, the arts are one practice that can teach us to open our eyes, engage our senses, quiet our thoughts, pay attention, and become more open to a meaningful, even transformative encounter with God. We can also encounter God through the arts when they make us aware of him. Most of the time when I leave the house or even when I'm in the house, I have my phone with me. In fact, I have it right here right now. And on that phone, there's this camera app uh, that I sometimes use as a way of capturing a seemingly fleeting moment, maybe a magnificent one, maybe an ordinary one. Um, and I may have not, if I didn't take that picture, I may have missed something or forgotten something that I encountered. One of the pictures I have on my phone uh, that's up there on the screen is one that I took of the sun setting over this lake and the marina where our family has our trailer. When I took this photo, I remember it was because I was looking at the moving clouds, at the colorful skies, at the still waters, and it made me recognize God's beauty and his grandeur in that moment. Capturing the picture was a way for me to mindfully take notice of the realization in that moment. And later acted as a snapshot to remind me of that encounter and to aid me in reflecting on the wonders of God that, evoke, that were evoked in it, elicited in it. See, author Dirk DeVries, in his book, Contemplative Vision, Photography as a Spiritual Practice, um, says something similar about this in, his, uh, in what he calls contemplative photography. Uh, he writes, photography also offers a means of meditation and reflection, a method of prayer, a key to open the imagination, a doorway into stillness, depth, and meaning. For those who pursue it, contemplative photography invites us to slow down and notice, to heighten awareness, to see the extraordinary in the ordinary. Photography can be a form of contemplation, a spiritual discipline motivated not by the desire to produce something, but the, by the desire to be something, to be in process, to be open and present, ready to be refreshed, to receive insight. Here again, we see that art can be a helpful tool to us in our spiritual journey because it invites us to engage with the wonders of God and can be a tool to help us become intentional about seeking God's presence and about being open to the transformation that can occur through Jesus. We can also encounter God through the arts when they lead us to awe-inspired experiences. I believe that God has created his world and his word to be filled with wonders for us to discover and to marvel in. As we discover these beautiful mysteries through our encounters with God, it moves us to a genuine experience of awe. It can take our breath away, leave us humbled and hungry to experience more. Wonder and awe is our response to that as Glassby Wright arises as we are overwhelmed by the presence of something beautiful and glorious and much bigger than we are. The beauty of Jesus can be evoked by good works of art that can help us perceive wonders uh, that can lead to responses of awe. When we are moved to wonder and to awe, we are captivated and humbled by what we've experienced. This can add a deeper level to our spiritual journey and prepares us to enter into prayer and praise. 
So how can we engage with the arts in a way that is meaningful and leads to an encounter with God and even into the transformation possibly by him and Jesus? I think it first starts with our discernment of what is good art to engage with. Um, as we explored before in Colossians 1.16, all things have been created through Jesus and for Jesus. And therefore, with that understanding, art must point to Jesus and the truths revealed in his word. In our engagement with it, we have to be careful that our openness to encounter God through art stems from our desire to grow closer to, in relationship to him, even to being transformed by his experience, and that we are not worshiping the art, the song, the poem, or even the artist, especially that we are not replacing God with art. However, this doesn't necessarily mean that we can't encounter God in Christian, in non-Christian imagery or even in Christian imagery or in works created by Christians, artists alone. Quote, unquote, secular art may also lead to encounters with God if it is good and beautiful and when it can accompany or lead us to truth revealed in the scriptures. I think we can understand this better when we look at Romans 1, 18 to 25. Starting with Romans 18 to 20, we read, The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth of their wickedness. Since what uh, may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Here we start to understand that all of humanity has this natural ability to recognize God. Paul writes that God has made his invisible qualities plain to us through everything made. And so we have this ability to recognize God and his beauty, and therefore we can see art uh, from believers and non-believers alike that affirm truths we find in scripture. However, Paul also writes that in our sin, we can choose to suppress this truth. Uh, in verse 22 and 23, he writes, although they claim to be wise, they become fools and exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being, sandbirds and animals and reptiles. We can not only suppress this truth, but we can also exchange God's glory seen in creation and in beauty for something else, something other, maybe something that we perceive as being good or um, beautiful in our own selfishness. Maybe even like an idol, like the golden calf that the Israelites were worshiping as they were, grew impatient for Moses to come down from this Mount Sinai, this encounter with God. See, in the art world today, we can see both of these things still present. There's a wrestle here. Whether the work is Christian or secular or made by a believing artist or an unbelieving one, we can still see these themes appear. There is this beauty that God has revealed to us that there's this God that we are naturally able to understand and to, to encounter, but we also suppress it and we exchange it. We do other things. Therefore, we have to be discerning we have to invite the Holy Spirit into uh, our experience of this, and we have to continue to grow closer in relationship with Jesus through multiple other spiritual practices as well. And disciplines, because it is through Jesus that all of this is redeemed. 
In Colossians 1, 19 to 20, it says, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, in Jesus. And through him reconcile himself all things, whether through things on earth, things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Jesus is the one that is redeeming art. And this morning, I kind of would like us to actually practice this. Uh, around the room, you may have noticed already when you walked in, there are illustrations. Um, there are other works of art, like poems and song lyrics. There's also printed versions up on the front areas. And in a moment, we're going to play a song, and I'm going to invite you to interact with these pieces. So you can get up or you can walk around. You can even take someone with you and converse about it. You can pray over them, meditate over them, pull out your Bible and read scripture alongside some of them. Um, and you can see, uh, if you prefer to stay seated, you can take these things to your seats or maybe you even just want to listen to the music and let it wash over you and try to understand God through it. I want to encourage those of us that may feel uneasy about this, that if you feel like you just don't get it, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, and it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with the art. As I mentioned earlier in my story about that lamb, uh, of the lamb of God, the painting that I saw, it took me countless encounters with that painting to experience God and encounter God because I was rushed, I was hurried, my mindset was not there, I was suppressing truth because I wanted something else out of it. And so this can take time, such as a practice, such as a discipline. We can take our time in encountering art and surrounding ourselves with beauty and in discerning that it takes time. So I would encourage us to be open in the process this morning. Uh, believe that God is present here first and then start to look for him in the beauty around you. It may also be a helpful tool for us, um, if you want to use it, to have a couple questions at our disposal that can help us maybe discern through the art. So I will have on the screen a couple questions now, things like, what can this art piece show me about truth, about goodness, and about the beauty of God? Or how might this art piece point me to Jesus, or point to Jesus and the revelation of him, or in his redeeming qualities? And why might it be important for us as Christians to engage with this piece of art? So these are questions that we'll leave up there. If you're on the live stream, I'd also invite you to pause and to look at art around your house or even look up some of the paintings or even listen as the music is playing on the live stream as well. So uh, let's go now. Uh, we're gonna have this song play as you feel led. You can move around. There's various things. Like I said, there's some at the front you're welcome to grab and bring back to your seats. And uh, we'll reconvene here after the song. God of creation, there at the start, before the beginning of time. With no point of reference, you speak. 
Spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of life. And as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. Catch your breath. 
So I um, hope that that practice was a meaningful encounter for you or that you have very least experienced the love of Christ in some of these uh, creations that we can see in these expressions. Um, once we have experienced God in awesome and in wondrous ways, this experience can lead us to deep gratitude, to humility, to reverent praise, prayer, and we have this hunger to consistently uh, encounter him and continue that experience. So I invite you to surround yourself with God's beauty, to immerse yourself with his truth, to encounter uh, or engage in art and also these other spiritual practices may be included in your prayer or in your Bible reading and both will start to um, work together, you'll see, as the beauty of God is starting to be revealed through his creation and through all these beautiful things. And as Christ redeems this art for us over time and now, um, we could see his beauty in more unimaginable and different ways that we get to discover. It's very exciting. So um, I'm going to invite the worship team up so we can further express praise and gratitude uh, to the Lord for these beautiful things. And just as we do that, would you bow your heads with me and we're going to pray. <clears throat>